That's right. I think I know the answer to this, but I have to ask. Do you have caller ID on your cell phone? <laughs> yes, I have an iPhone. Okay. And it's it's built into the iPhone. That's oh, I know. How, oh, I know. Works. Yeah. Why do you ask? Because every time you answer the phone when it's me, when it's another person, when I'm around you, when you have to answer the phone, you answer it in a manner like you're in a horror movie <laughs> and you hear a phone ring in an abandoned haunted house. You go, hello? Hello? Like you're so surprised that somebody could be calling the line. It'll be like me. Like you know I'm coming over to record a podcast yeah. and you answer like, hello? I don't know where I'm like, they're calling from inside the house. Um... I don't know why I do that. I know that also sometimes Me- Megan, my girlfriend, will call me, and I do that thing from Clifford, and maybe it might be that might be part of the reason. The big Is red it, dog. No, Clifford, the movie with Martin Short, where he plays a ten-year-old boy, mm-hmm. and at one point he answers the phone. He goes, "Hello." He goes, <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite things ever. So she'll call and I go, "Hello," and then she knows the reference, so she'll laugh. But I think what you're talking about is a different, a different uh, cadence. It feels like you have. An, like a hint of concern in your voice. <laughs> Maybe it's just me growing up uh, in the air of uh, Irish Catholic anxiety where if somebody's calling, something's wrong. <laughs> you think it's somebody telling you that you need to iron your suit? Uh, <laughs> yes, it's somebody <laughs> telling you, there's going to be a wake. You gotta, yeah, get dressed, it's something nice, oh. wear a tie, and get down here. That's why I have like, there's so much trepidation. I, I, I used to do a bit back a long time ago about how it wasn't a, a, a phone call thing, but it was like, if my mom knew the name of somebody I went to high school with, chances are something horrible happened to that person I went to high school. <laughs> so she was like, hey, do you know Chris Johnson? And I'm like, oh, this kid's dead. This kid's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and it was horrific. <laughs> well, I used to say, like, you got attacked by seagulls on the beach. Like, it was like something <laughs> insane that you're like, how do you know this? Like, I feel like, especially now, my mom's age, they're just like in this misery network where they're like, did you hear who died? Like, it's like that. <laughs> yes, dude. My, my mom's not there yet, but my grandma used to give me the... Ray, you're never going to guess who died. <laughs> I'm like, I, I have no idea. She'd like, what, be kind like, of, what kind of game is this, Grandma? <laughs> she loved it. She'd be like, Bob Houlihan. I went to high school with him. <laughs> How? It, what do, you, do you think I hang out with 80-year-old men? <laughs> I was hanging out well, uh, like, holy shit, really? Yeah. I was at the bar with Bob last week. <laughs> we were at Dave and Buster's. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dude. It's it's kind of it's kind of wacky. That's you get to a certain point in your life where like I think your mortality is kind of is uh, uh, just in, encompassing your thoughts. So you're thinking like oh, this person died. I mean, am I next on the list? Am I? Is it that much closer to you know? Oh, you think that's what it is? It's part of it, or it might be generational. I think my grandma. Because your was grandma's just... probably my mom's generation. How old's your grandma? Uh, well, well, she's she, God rest her soul. She was. <laughs> uh, she would be about eighty six right now. Oh, so she's older than my she's mom. She's 86. So that means that at that time, <laughs> at the time she was asking, like, she's probably around in her 70s. She's probably like 80. Okay, okay. So my mom's 77. I mean, she Same did kind it for of a while. She, I, part of me felt like she was kind of bragging. Yeah, like, it, you know what it is? Because 
when somebody died for an older generation, there was so much fanfare around it. It almost was like an event, like a wake is an event, a funeral is a, there's food involved. There's like, it is, it, it's like a morbid, exciting thing to do. Like it's this weird thing where it's like, yeah, the, the, the body and the person dying is on the secondary. They, I think they like the thing, like, oh, it's a reason to contact family. It's a reason to go, hey, I'm so sorry to tell you this, yeah. but you know, so-and-so died. So we're having the wake here, and we're having the funeral here. And then they're like, anywho, did you see their reboot in Gilmore Girls? <laughs> yeah. And it just gives them a chance to talk about <laughs> yeah, something else. Yeah, just have small talk. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, we talked about wakes. Like, I've gone to wakes and had a blast. Like, you, it's like, you know, I, that's why I think Jews have it correctly. Sitting shiva is the proper way to do it. You bury the body immediately so there's no awkwardness, and then you just go have like a weird little party that could be either depressing or kind of fun. I love that. Yeah. I told you. I'm, I'm thinking of con- converting. I know. Yeah, that's true. Because I, I, my favorite thing about the Jews is that they, when they sm- get to smash the glass, I love smashing stuff, dude. When oh, they get you, married. You're just, you're, you're like, you're just like the Fred Durst aspect to the Mazel Tov with the glass. Oh, you mean from Break the song? Break stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. It's a good tune, isn't it? <laughs> that's a badass tune. Break stuff? Is it called break stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he says, like, I'll break your effing face tonight. <laughs> Give me something to break. <laughs> and he got that fucking backwards red Yankees hat on, looking awesome. That was back when red hats didn't mean MAGA. It just meant It's been douche. cool guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you ever see him now? It just looks like a fisherman. You see Fred Durst now? I almost said something else. <laughs> uh. <laughs> your, a friend of yours had a good take on Fred Durst. He goes, is Fred Durst, uh, did I not know this for years that Fred Durst is just part of Wu-Tang? Because at the end, he, at the end of it, like his Limp Biscuit time, he like, I don't know, they might even still be around, I don't know, but he did a song with Method Man. It's a great song. It is not a great song. Yes, it is. No, it is not. You're talking about the one that's like, you could be the boss, welcome <laughs> to the claw, stranded in the land of the lost. <laughs> That's a sick song. It is not a sick song, and Method Man should be ashamed of himself for for, Can I say for doing it. Yeah, you have bad taste in music. I have phenomenal. That's the that is such an untruth. You, I have phenomenal taste in music. You were on your fucking high horse last night. You have you know you have TRL and ninety nine taste in music. You have Carson Daly should be announcing all the songs. Total you like. request live. It's what everybody was requesting. What they wanted to hear. <laughs> Yeah, and it was all garbage. Not your, not your fucking indie. I'm cooler than everybody in the room. <laughs> bullshit. That's not it. I like, I like classic rock. I like, I like. You I, don't. I played, you were last night. You were playing like Bruce Springsteen deep cuts that nobody ever heard. Racing in the street, which is a phenomenal song. Well, you made the bartender cry. Yeah, I also played David Gray. I also played, uh, uh, I think it was a Mumford and Sons song or something. And he, he got, he was psyched about that as Mumford well. Mumford and Sons. Mumford. Oh, uh, see, that's 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 Limp Biscuit coming that at you. Limp- coming to get coming to get you. There was a beep outside of me. <laughs> you could be the boss. You could be the boss. Method Man's great. Give me so- I will give you the break stuff song. I actually do think I like that song. That's the one that turned that festival upside down. Yeah. That Woods people were beating each other with doors. <laughs> He went up and he was like, "You frustrated?" Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he, it was. Uh, you watched that doc, right? Yes, I did. That uh, we might we might have even talked about it on here before, but it was just crazy that he was the one that the producers of the of the festival came up to him and they go, "Hey, it's getting pretty wild out there. Please just try not to add more gasoline to the fire." He's like, "All right, perfect." <laughs> Do you feel like you pissed at your fucking mom? 
And then it's just all these fucking pent up, sexually frustrated, angry, before incels were incel, white dudes. Yes. Losing their shit. Incels. Yeah. Pre incels. Incels with a, a really aggressive CD collection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> CD. Yeah. They had a CD book. Yeah. Incels, uh, incels that probably had GameCube. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the ancestors of incels that, that at just, Woodstock '99 that just hammered Mountain Dew Code Red. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just hammered Mountain Dew Code Red. And is here what in the motherfuck is going on outside right now? Just, hold on, let's pause. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna take. We're gonna take, we're gonna a, take quick a quick commercial break. break. Oh, Thank you to our friends at SeatGeek. I, mean, I guess we, I think, you know we have a jerk of the week. We that idiot in the SUV outside that just held up three different. Trucks and cars. Not to mention our podcast. Yeah. We were flowing, bro. Yeah. We were on a riff. They call it a riff in the biz. And right before we just hit uh, record for the <laughs> second time, you called me a prick for no reason. <laughs> well, it was not for no reason. Yes, it was. I literally, I've been complaining about my You said you're being tooth. a prick. I didn't say you're being a prick. Or you called me a prick. You said you're you, 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 you prick. Yeah, you prick. Yeah. Okay. But I didn't mean it for real. I know. I'm just saying. Well, why did I do it? Yeah, I, 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 I been, since you got here, you. no, oh. that's not what happened. When you got here, I complained. I'm like, oh, I have, I have, a, I have a cavity. I have a cavity. I, was, I drank cold water and cold seltzer. It was hurting my tooth. I was like, ah, this sucks. I have to make an appointment. Yeah, I've never, and I've what never you, had a cavity. So yeah, why and I, I said, that's the worst thing you can tell a person that's in the middle of having a cavity. Well, bragging about not having a cavity. I wasn't bragging. I just think it's miraculous that I've never had a cavity. Well, it doesn't help my cavity to um, know about your stellar record and your perfect teeth. You should flaw. You should have flossed more. You're right. This is just me getting back at the world for everybody with my boots on my car, telling me that I should have just paid my tickets. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm projecting. So I'm sorry. Yeah, you you hate when people say you got to get that paid. You got to pay your parking tickets. Mind You're like fucking business. And then, but you just did the same thing. You got to not have cavities. I know. That's you why I floss. do it. Yeah. That's why I do it when I'm a hurt. I want to hurt others. Um, Hence the prick comment. Anywho, <laughs> we were both before we had to take a break, which we were flowing, which is crazy. Uh, that that they would do that to us. They knew we were in here. They knew this is uh, Sean's couch recording studio. <laughs> We were talking. We were both talking about how great Limp Bizkit is as a band. No, that's not true. That is no. That's you know you're you're re, you're remembering it wrong. You. When was the last time you listened to the Method Man song? <sighs> it's not terrible. It, it, it it's it's terrible. It's it's just objectively terrible. Do you like Method Man? I do like Method Man. I remember? Like when, do you remember? That's our our jerk store moment. Method when Method Man bullied me on the subway. <laughs> Method Man bullied guy, me on the subway last week. Yeah, it wasn't actually Method Man, but you want to tell everybody what happened? Yeah, uh, I, I had a jerk store moment, and if I would have done the looks like the jerk store is running out of you, if we I would have done a, my in line, a fight. we would have been in a full on fight, or got my ass kicked. That dude was huge. He was like a, a big more dude. muscular Method Man. Yeah, but me and Sean, we were doing a, somebody's uh, Zach Amico's podcast in the city, uh, and we get on the train, and like right when we just walk, like it's kind of a pack, semi packed train. Yeah, and I'm just st- we're standing in the middle. There were no seats, and I'm standing there, and this dude goes, "Yo, yo, trying to talk to my bro, move." Yeah, he was right away. They were talking across the aisle, and I was just like, 
like kind of like looked at him, and you're already like walking halfway. You're like, yeah, come, let's let's stand down here. Yeah, I was you're like, re- okay, and it was so aggressive, and I wanted to be like, he wanted to fight. I know he wanted to fight you. They yeah. were probably talking about fighting. They might have been. Well, that's why you're saying he got so. Aggravated. Maybe he was just in the in the mood. Well, but it was so weird. There's like, a tone that you can have with somebody when you're doing because that's it's it's. it's you don't, you don't, you're not from New York City if you, if out of nowhere somebody's in your way talking to your friend across the aisle in the subway. Guess what? You're just shit out of luck. You don't talk to them for a couple minutes. There's people in the way. So he's the guy who's like, I don't, he doesn't give a shit about the rules of the subway. And he's turning around and he is a guy who tries to start fights like that, like a thing that comes off like, oh, I'm, I'm doing this. Like, can't you see I'm doing this? So that when he does get in the fight with you, and you get, if you were to give it back to him, go fuck you, and you stood there. Yeah. Then you're the asshole. Oh, oh, I was try- talking to my friend, and you got you, you're my, oh, and he would have gotten <laughs> right in your face. That's what I should have said. Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, or, but it, the dude, it would have been. He probably had three times that day where he said something to somebody in public to try to get them to talk back to him so he could knock him out or something. He, well, that, he was. I know the tone. I've I've seen it before. Well, I think that was a situation where that was the right move. 100%. Because I, the way the city is now, not even the city is now, the way people are now, as far as like after pandemic and all it's that, anger. I, it's a lot of anger. I get, I get out of the way. I don't talk, I don't, for the most part, I don't think I but say anything. I want it so bad to be like, why are you coming at me with a, like at a seven right now? I just walked on here. Do you think I fucking, do you think right when I walked on, I got an alert on my phone like, hey, if you stand in that part, there's these two guys trying to have a conversation. <laughs> don't stand there. That's, uh, you know, no, because to be honest, my first, my first go-to, if this was like a few years ago, would have been just not say anything and stand there and just stand there. Yeah, I would have done that just to be a, just to be an asshole. Uh, but the older I get, the more that how crazy people getting stabbed all over the place and shot. I was like, let's just go, because it was also like I knew it because we didn't even we just made the train. That's why we you blocked the guy because you were in a spot where you had just gotten on. Any normal person would have been like. Hey man, sorry. Can I just can you just move to the side? I just, I'm talking. To my That's normal. About I would have accepted yeah, that. Exactly. No, he wanted to fight. You know what I should have done? What? I should have said. Huh, That's funny. I feel like it would be hard to talk with a broken jaw. <laughs> and then he's like, "What do you mean, bro?" And then I just hit him with like a like a knee right to his face. Or you just get knocked and just shatter out <laughs> immediately. Why are you ruining my movie? <laughs> Why are you ruining my movie? <laughs> Turns out I knee him in the face. I break his jaw. Find out. He worked for the parking authority. Oh my God! Here Ray. in New York City, and he's just trying to kill me. Raise white whale, the Pittsburgh and mm-hmm. New York City parking authority. I'm at war with everybody. That's what I was gonna say. The, the only, only way he could have gotten more aggressive if he was like, "Yo, I'm trying to talk to my boy." And Ray, pay your parking tickets. <laughs> you, <laughs> hey, pay your parking tickets, bud. Bud, oh yeah. Or pay, pay your then, parking tickets, chief. And then the thumbs up at the end of that one. Um, so yeah, dude, that I've, it's kind of funny because I think if I was younger, I wouldn't have understood. I would have been like, especially if I was in a mood, I wouldn't have started a fight, but I just would have ignored him and then like purposely done that to annoy him. And then he would have punched, fought me or punched me, whatever it was. But the minute I heard it like that, I was like, oh, you're trying to start. I I guarantee you he was trying that all day. And he would have, he would have destroyed both of us. Yeah. It would have been like a, a Three Stooges uh, episode. He just would have <laughs> clunked our heads together like Mo. That's, mm. that's from Seinfeld. I don't Seinfeld. think. 
I gotta give us a little more credit than that. <laughs> I, I was I was packing. And when I, you gotta got into it, and then he who knows? I don't trust shit anymore on the subway or anywhere. Me either. He probably had a, he probably had some type of blade. You might have. And I didn't bring my blade with me that day. You didn't bring your your mm. your swashbuckling blade that your giant pirate sword that you wear. Oh, I don't I don't have that anymore. I lost it. <laughs> you lost. They it. They took it from me at the airport. <laughs> 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 no, just my butterfly knife. Uh, now is all I have. One uh, of those. But yeah, dude, I, I, he, he's definitely. That was a jerk store moment where, for our own self preservation, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't say the thing we should have said. Sometimes you got to back. Because here's the thing: it's like it's, it, we, you also could move, but he, it, he was on him. Like, like, what he should have done, like I said, was just gone. Hey guys, can you slide over? Sorry, I'm talking to this guy. I was like, yeah, no problem. But, but there's certain guys in the city, and you don't know if they're all mentally there. I don't even know. Also, his friend, I don't know if that was even his friend. I think that was a it random like guy a on the train. weird dude. Yeah, it was a weird dude. Maybe, I think it was just another guy on the train. Maybe he was trying to impress him. I, I think he was a guy who looked fairly normal, but then the more you would have heard him talk, you'd be like, he's out of his mind. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do I look like a bitch? Do like I he's... look? <laughs> does he look like a bitch? Then why you try to fuck him like one, Brad? <laughs> No, mm, like this like, is a tasty burger. Mm, this one, that's that hot wine burger joint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but no, I, I am wondering. Close to the metric system. That's what, what Brad says. Close oh. the metric. <laughs> Royal cheese. Uh, John Travolta always had a weird. Look at the big brain on Brad. <laughs> Check out the big brain on Brad. And then John Travolta goes, and the back goes Royal cheese. He does like this weird. He doesn't really talk in that. Room. No, he just rolls a cigarette and walks back and yeah. forth. Anyway, do you look like a bitch? No, you don't look like a bitch. Well, I just feel like had I, I feel like if a guy that looked like fucking Bam Bam Bigelow, I don't know why that was the first name that popped into my head, uh, was standing there, I don't think he would do that. Or like if it was Stone Cold Steve Austin no, I type think of guy. Sometimes you have two types of guys. There's two types of things that happen. One, there's guys that try to pick on guys that they think look weaker than them. And they they get aggressive with them. And the second thing, it's a big guy thing. They, it's like it's almost like they're, they're it's almost like these rules of like I'm gonna go after the big guys to prove that I'm the biggest of the big guys. Uh, that, like, so like, he might have like been the like prison that. thing. And then third is he was out of his mind and he would have done it with anybody that came in his way. He just you he was in mid sentence and you threw his conversation off. So he doesn't give a shit about being polite. He was just being a prick. Yeah. So, but I do think there is like I've seen. I've seen like showdowns. I've seen showdowns with comics that are big, tall guys. It was uh, with guys that we know at the Comedy Cellar, a big fight once. I don't know if I can tell this story. I kind of want to tell it. I'll tell it next week. I'll ask my friend if I can tell it. It's a great story. We'll remember that. Yeah. But I saw a reason to tune in. And these guys are both over 6'5. And you could see them like sizing each other up. It's like it's like a, it's like almost like a jail rules, like knock the biggest guy out in the first day. That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. when they're, that's that's the Do you think I look like a, a bitch? No, I don't. I I, th- I think your you know what I think really helps you? The beard. Your voice, your beard and your hair. <laughs> the no hair? The but there's something to be said about it. the reason that they say you go bald is cuz you got a lot of fucking testosterone flowing in there. That's me, That's bro. It's all testosterone ripping your fucking hair rate, the follicles right out of your he- big, Spur- big head. Sperm milkshake, baby. That's that's what I'm saying like like, I don't, don't even know what that means. I wouldn't fuck. I don't with know him. why I said sperm, sperm milkshake. Sperm milkshake. I don't know. I don't know what that. It was kind of gross. 
It was really gross. <laughs> um, I thought you, hey, I thought you should have just let that fly under the radar as it did initially, and then you just uh, you, you know just doubled what, down. You know how I view myself. I'm fi- I'm a little, little five eight end change, change, and I I think of myself as like a I've always been a heavier guy, but I I've had two different times recently. Somebody's like, oh, I think of you as a big guy, and I was like. Really? Because I don't ever think of myself as a big guy. You look scrappy, is what you look. You look like literally the fighting Irish mascot. <laughs> if you threw a little green hat on it's you. old timey fist. Yeah, you look you look like if you're getting ready to fight, you do that. All right there. Put up your dukes, kid. Eh. Put them up. I fight like Anchorman and Ron Burgundy. Yeah. Um Oh, yeah. you're prepared to throw fisticuffs. <laughs> I think to certain people. I think I don't, I don't think I look, I think I look like, oh, I'm not worth the trouble. I always wondered about this, about getting mugged, because I, I, I have a theory that I almost got mugged twice in my life, and I don't think I look tough. I think I look not worth the hassle. I th- Does that make sense? I look like too much trouble. For not a lot of for money. For not a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> they, did, they did like a risk-reward assessment. Yeah, we could probably <laughs> kick that guy's ass, but we might catch a punch and only get $9. They sent a guy in from Deloitte to do the due diligence on me. <laughs> he just sized me up. He got about seven fifty in his pocket. <laughs> that would be the funniest, like, like mugger crew, where they have, where they have one yeah, dude. One, one uh, uh, what do they call him? Oh, my God, the guy's insurance that do all the risk assessment. Uh, uh, like an, not, oh, not an auditor. auditor. Uh, a, uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> I know what you're thinking about, <laughs> man. Just, it's a bunch of big dudes and then one little guy in a suit with glasses that just <laughs> tells him if it's worth it to shake this guy down. Yeah. That's hilarious. I, th- I think it's all done with just the eyes. They don't even say it. They're like, hmm, hmm. Get that? Yeah. And he's like, Mm-mm. Yeah. no, not that guy. There's like, Nesta, do your thing. His <laughs> Nesta or something. Norbit. <laughs> oh, man. That is... That is actuary. a good job. An actuary? Actuary. That's not even what I was, I don't even know what that oh, is. Oh, that's what it is. They're the guys that are like, it's basically a job for people with autism who, what they do is they assess, it's almost like you said, risk versus reward, where they're like, it's almost like people who do like, like recalls on products. They're like, hey, oh, sorry, I just spit all over. Um, they'll be like, hey, is, is it worth it? Like a, a few babies dying or us? How much money will we lose? <laughs> they do that shit. Like there's, they, I used to work at an insurance place mm-hmm. And they're always kind of weird, nice people, but they're always weird people. And I walked up on this one guy's computer once over his shoulder, and he freaked out like I was, he was looking at porn. Like he like turned it right off, and he was looking up websites on moths. <laughs> <laughs> Why? But he reacted like, oh, oh, sorry, I don't know, because he's a weird guy who's into moths, and he I wanted do. to find out the the mating habits of moth porn. I don't know what it was, you know. He probably switched it to porn, so you didn't think he was just a loser looking up moths. <laughs> no, I was, I, was watching, I was watching this guy fuck two chicks. Uh, moths. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, that'd be, that, I think that's great to have. Just the crew. That'd be smart. It'd be, like, it'd be like a heist crew. It'd be really smart. It'd be like the guy, like the Seth Green role in Italian Job, who's the guy who does all the computer stuff. But it's just math related, where he's like, what is the, what is the, what's the financial makeup of this dude walking down the street? And they look at me and go, Jesus, forget it. He looks like he's going to fight back and fight back for not for much. Not, he's willing to die for not that much cash. <laughs> he's willing to die for the spot pay he just got. <laughs> he's always got his six bucks and a drink ticket in his pocket. 
It looks like this drink ticket's expired. <laughs> yeah. Looks like he's trying to run a scam of his own. <laughs> oh, my God. We were... Um, you think women do that? Women probably do that, huh? I guess that's what's happening at bars. Oh, when they're going to... Well, uh, like, you could fool. You could probably fool people into thinking, you know, you walk in, that's why a guy's a good style or a certain dress or whatever it is, you know? Well, when I was on, on The Hinge, the dating the app Hinge. Hinge. What do you want, Mom? He's called The Hinge. Are you on The Hinge, so honey? Shiny, did you meet? Did you meet a new nice lady on The Hinge? Uh, uh, you go on The Hinge. I'm going to go watch the Judge Judys. <laughs> I was on Hinge, I guess we'll call it Hinge, uh, instead of The Hinge. And I here's how fucking inse- financially insecure I am. If I would see that it was a girl, and I think I've mentioned this before, that goes on a lot of trips... Or it looks like all of her pictures of her at like nice restaurants and fancy places. I'm like, eh. she she's not gonna be able to, you know. To, as Chris Rock would say, go down in lifestyle. Yeah. Oh yeah. To slum me. it. Yeah. Yeah. She's not gonna want to go to the Irish Rover and, <laughs> and grab George's after. <laughs> or, or if or if a girl or if it's like best experience of my life studying abroad in France. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> She's like, you're like, I know you've met the queen, but have you been to Queens County? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know a little thing called 28th Avenue? Uh, I 100% agree. So I think that's, but I think they're doing, they're basing that off pictures as well. But they're also doing the same with me. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, you, I think you have a good. It's almost like the what do they call it? Where, where like that movie Greedy or something where like. You put the, um, the the worst pictures up there, so that you, you you have a glow up automatically when you go meet up with them. That's what I. I would never try to put a bunch of pictures of me that made me look like I'm somebody that I'm not. Same here. That's a huge, like you gotta feel guilty going there. Like that's gotta be running through your head the whole time. Is oh, this person's not expecting the fat fucking loser that I am. That's why I never understood. I believe me, there's been a couple of things. That comes up my Instagram. One was hymns, that hymn stuff that makes the hair grow back. Also does something else too. Does your pee pee? Oh, does it? They have hymns. Oh no, pee-pee. that's what that, that is. I, I was thinking of um, they have they, have, they that same hymns company does hair has. too. Okay, yeah. they do. Okay, yeah. Hair and pee So <laughs> hair and pee pee. Uh, there was hymns, but then I found out you can't take it past like thirty four or something. So I was like, all right. I thought like I was like, all right, that's that's that. And then I saw the other thing that like the thing that puts the lifts in your in your shoes. And I really was like, oh my god, I would love, I would love to be able to use those. Don't. But my, my no, I'm not going to. I'm I'm dating somebody who knows how tall I am. Um, but I did immediately thought of like, what happens when your shoes? If you if you actually end up dating the person, you're in a a, a personal love situation where your shoes are going to be out. The lifts are going to what fly out of your shoes, or you're going to be in socks at some point in a bedroom. Even if it is, you only have sex a couple times, whatever uh-huh. happens. You just you just fuck with your shoes on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like Wesley just Pipes, <laughs> famous porn star. Does he really? Yeah, he fucks with I think uh, Air Force is on. <laughs> Wesley Pipes, he's one of the funniest porn stars ever. <laughs> that was like the man. Air Forces are so famous. Air I've, Force Ones. I've seen a dude. I've seen a dude in a porn fuck with Tim's on. <laughs> just naked with. Tim's I watch on? a lot of urban porn. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I do. I, I enjoy yeah, with it. With naked with Tim's on. Yeah, yeah. But I was thinking just wearing Tim. At that point, you, just, you look like a toddler who found his parents' boots. No. His dad's boots. You didn't have well. a toddler dick. <laughs> you, you look like you had a toddler hanging from his waist. That thing was enormous. 
<laughs> game recognizes game, I guess, huh? There you go. Um, you uh, you said something last night at the bar that I completely vibed with, and I've had a similar situation. When you get a text message from a number that you don't have in your phone, but it's a very friendly text message. And you feel there's nothing you want to do less than say, hey, who is this? Yes. And I have had conversations with... The, the situation that I was in is one of my really good friends randomly texted me from his work cell phone number. Oh. And it was kind of on him, but I didn't know that. That is kind of on so him. So I get the text. It, was, it said something. <laughs> you go overboard. You're like, hey, man. <laughs> it said something so nice. Because yeah. I, I had, like a, I had like, a, like a bigger show I did that he came to. And he s- said something like, uh, hey, man. Or maybe, he, maybe it was before the show. But he said something along the lines of, hey, man, really proud of you. You've like really been working hard at this. I just wanted to let you know that, man. It's been a while since we kicked it. Something like that. And in, in that instance, I said, well, fuck. I can't say, who is this? Who is no, there's no way. So I go, oh, dude, that really means a lot coming from you. Thank you. And then we have this Full back and forth long conversation. And in the meantime, you just I, dig a deeper and deeper hole. You're one of my best friends. I, <laughs> in the in the and he is one of my best friends. Right. But in the meantime, I'm texting all these other people like, "Hey, look up this number in your phone. Let me know if you have this guy. Who is this? Who am I talking to?" Yeah. And I've been there multiple times. Well, you you have a I have a good. I almost don't want to. You don't let it out. And now I guess. Not that every person that's going to do this to me is hearing this episode of this podcast, but my go-to, I think it's pretty smart. My go-to is to say, because a couple times it's been comedy-related stuff for me. Okay. And they'll be like, hey, just, I wanted to ask you a question, but they go, no problem. What's your email again? And I'll send you an email with the info. I'll send you an email with what it is or whatever it is. And nine times out of ten, somebody will have their name in their email address. And then that's how you find out who it is. That's and then you and then you email them. Uh, hey, what's up? And then you give them the email that info that way. That's really smart. Yeah, me. You Sometimes would, it backfires, but it'll be like because like, mine would be limp biscuit like, sixty nine <laughs> at hotmail. Give me something a break at, <laughs> at myspace.com. I uh, no, I had it or a couple of times it's been where it's like um, it'll be like hello kitty fifty four and I'm like oh shit this sucks you know whatever it is. Ugh. I just made that up. Hello kitty. I don't know. I, I have a lot of friends in Japan. Yeah, of, I hope it's a lot of friends in Japan and not a lot of fucking ten year olds. Jesus Christ! I don't know why I said hello kitty. <laughs> that wasn't the email. I just thought it sounded funny, but I was like, it just sounds creepy more than funny. It never feels nice. There's no nice way to say, "Who is this?" I, I've been on. Yes, there's no nice way to say. It. You don't know what to do. You just go. You, you play along like you do, or you do the email thing, or you go, hey, you can't do the new phone thing anymore because people don't never believe it because all the, all the info transfers Everything over. transfers. I'll give you this much. All, you know why I don't feel... Sometimes I'll be like, hey, so sorry. I'm, I just don't have the on my phone if I, if I think the email thing is not going to work or something. The flip side of it, if I'm texting somebody, I'm assuming they don't have my number. I'll say, hey, this is Donnelly. I want to know about X, Y, and Z, or how are you, or you know, oh, great job on the blah, 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 whatever it is. Just so they, to alleviate, that's the people pleaser thing, to alleviate them going, who the fuck is this? I do that. Yeah. I've done that before. But it's, uh, and then you get the, sometimes you get back, yeah, I, I have your number. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm, to be on the safe side, I don't know if you have You never number. know. Yeah. 
well, a lot there, of numbers I think I have that I don't have. There's, I've had the, who is this, and somebody's gotten mad at me. I could see that. Or they'll do the, they'll try to joke. I'll be like, who is this? Oh, it's it's the man of your dreams. I'm yeah, watching George you. Clooney. It's, I'm yeah. like, come on, dude. Just tell me who this is. I don't have time for this. Yeah, 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 yeah. But some people actually get legitimately offended. I would never get offended. Me either. And to that, I've always said, I, hey, I might have gotten a new phone. Maybe I accidentally, the first time I met you, didn't save it. Clearly, we don't talk enough that your phone is in there. And I'm never going to remember it. I'm never going to remember your phone number if you're not my mom, you don't deliver pizza, or we've, like, never fucked. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like those... And even that's an F you one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, if you're... Like, because there, there are there are pizza places numbers that I still remember to this day. In Pittsburgh? Yeah. But, uh, and, and, I, and I remember, like, my grandmother's number. Oh, I remember, I remember all my, my house numbers. phone number, all that kind of yeah. thing. And, but, like... I, I have no room in my brain to remember other numbers. So just well, also that's a that's a skill that humans don't have anymore because everybody. In, first of all, you have a thousand numbers now, and then everybody instantly it goes in the phone and it's just their name. Yeah. My buddy Mitch, it's his superpower. He remembers everybody's numbers. Remembers everybody's number. Wow. He makes well, an effort to do it, or he's just, he's like he just it's knows it's just like one thing that he he always knew everybody's phone number. He's, yeah. Well, I wonder what that is. That might be a tinge of the tism. Tistic. He's, yeah. he's a little autistic. Yeah, maybe a little bit. But he wouldn't have. That would be such a bad. That would be the worst superpower. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're really in a jam. Well, I know the number for the police. <laughs> it's nine. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not good at this anymore. <laughs> I forgot that. But the uh... <laughs> that superhero just became obsolete so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but the it was, uh, it was like calculator man, and then they came out with calculators. You're, I would say, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I would also say, like, I yeah, I don't get offended at all, and I, I that's also a thing of like, um, I it, it's, the thing with me is that I'm like, oh, I I, I I'm I, don't, I have low enough self esteem where I'm like, yeah, why would you have my number? But I will say, oh, this is what I wanted to say. You were like, oh, I I don't have your number saved for a reason. There's people I talk to all like. Especially with somebody I'm first friends with. Like, when we first became friends, I probably didn't have your number on my phone for, like, at least a month. Because I, I had it. I just based it off the conversation that we're having and the text. And I'm, that's how lazy... That's a new form of laziness. Where it's like, you, I, I, you don't just enter the phone number in. You're just basing it off of, oh, I remembered. We were, we've been talking a lot, so that's why. <laughs> first day I got your number, do you know what I put it in as? What? My future really good friend, <laughs> Sh- Shonathan... Stephen Donnelly. <laughs> it's Jonathan Patrick. I knew it was Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> it's always Patrick with, um, with you fucking Irish people. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing now, now you 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 led right into this perfectly that I wanted to talk to you about. I think for the first time recently, I was very cognizant of being on the other side of somebody having a people pleaser issue with me. Like okay. The reverse thing. What happened? I. So do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, like you you notice their insecurity live and in person. Live and in person. Yeah. I went to uh, I was doing those shows in uh, Jersey, and I got back semi early. And one of my fr- well, probably like one o'clock. And one of my friends, Adam Golly, uh, was right around the corner doing karaoke with his girlfriend and a couple of their friends. And I knew he was going to be there, so I just kind of popped in. He said it was like. 
it was like a thing, hey, pop in if you can. If not, you know, it was nothing like set in stone. And I get there, and I have like two drinks. I sing like two songs, but I could tell right when I got there they already both Limp Biscuit. They all no, they're actually Matchbox Twenty. Um, I think I've already (laughs) lost you. I think you're already gone. But I, uh, it was, dude. Everybody was weeping. I got blown by some cook. He was a really nice guy. Did you save his number in your phone? (laughs) (laughs) No, I memorized. I I told my friend Mitch so he would memorize it for me. (laughs) But, but she wanted to leave like she was ready to go she had been drinking all day and i totally understood i, I wasn't even mad about this wait who is this one to leave oh was... it's, it's adam's girlfriend okay yeah and she, like i could t- like and adam's pretty fucked up like he's not even noticing this and <laughs> she, you know he just keeps singing random songs and like it's cracking he's he's pretty funny when he's drunk man and she's like adam we gotta go and he's like all right one more song my last song's playing but he did that like four times he kept going my last song's pretty i got my last song in ray ray are you singing jason mraz because i sang jason mraz there one time he's like ray dude ray does a great jason mraz you gotta sing jason mraz ray 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 gotta sing jason mraz hey he's telling the lady he's like put in jason my boy's gonna sing jason mraz uh and uh She's leaving, and I'm leaving. She's like, she said, like, sorry, like two times, like, hey, sorry, we're, yeah, sorry, we're leaving. Sorry, you just got here. We're leaving. Blah blah blah. I, I said, hey, it's fine. I live right down the street. I just wanted to grab a quick drink. I had a long, you know what I mean, a long drive. Yeah. I, I was like, it's fine. I was like, I'll stay. I was, you know, I was like, don't worry about it. She's like, okay. She brought it up again, and then we're walking out, and uh, she goes. Adam, we gotta hang out with Ray tomorrow. Are you free tomorrow? Do you wanna She was trying brunch? to try, make up for it? Yeah, we could do brunch. And I was I said, if you guys go to brunch, give me a call. I said, but it's it's fine. You, you didn't know? care. And uh, but now I'm fucking turning into a people pleaser because I want so bad for her to not feel guilty <laughs> about something that she shouldn't feel guilty about. And I get home. It's an endless cycle. It is an endless cycle. And I get a text from Gully that I know I don't know. But I'm assuming was at her request. Sorry, saying, we to, yeah. "Hey, sorry, we had to get out of there. We were just drinking so early." Do you think she was reading on you that you were annoyed you had to leave or something when you weren't putting? No, I don't think you were thinking I, that way. Maybe, or she thought she was reading that. She thought she was reading that. Maybe, or I yeah. think I think she saw me get there and order a drink, and they were trying to wrap up, and she felt bad. Like, oh, this dude wasted his time and came here. But I was trying really hard. And, and she was also drunk, so it was probably amplifying it, the feeling a little bit. So I know how, like, I wonder if people on the other side read me that way a lot. Um, I, I guarantee it happens with me where I'll, I'll be like, and they'll be like, no, yeah, no problem. Like, I'll profusely apologize for stuff. It's got to be happening. It made me feel bad because I was, I, I was like, I know what you're going through, and I don't care. I was trying to convey, I was in therapy, where, you know, I do therapy online um, at mrskin.com, and I, um, I don't know, that makes no sense. Uh, and They need to do that. They should, yeah. They're going to go out of business. Nobody need- gives a shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, wh- why, w- why would I want to see Sharon Stone's boobs for two seconds when I could watch somebody <laughs> that kind of looks like Sharon Stone 15 years ago get fisted? <laughs> For free. Exactly. Sorry. But, um... Shouldn't have brought it up, Sean. I have a thing where, like, there's, like, this nirvana of non-people pleasing I'm trying to reach. And it's a thing that's based on this podcast. And I was trying to convey it to my therapist to be like, I just want to live and go through my life and not be an asshole where I'm not thinking of other people's feelings, but not have it, like, not have it 
uh, just completely wash over all my thoughts. Like, does that make sense? And I think one of the keys is, you know what one of the keys is? We're not busy a lot of the day. We do this, and then we do our spots. But you have, you have, you have other stuff that you do a little bit here and there, and you have busy-ish. Busy but there's a lot of downtime I have, I've realized, in my life. And I'm like, if I kept myself busy, busier, I would not be caring about a conversation I had yesterday or texting this person the wrong thing or doing X, Y, and Z or, or this coming off like this or this being weird or me being weird. It would just be like, I'm like, yeah, I'm just doing, and, you know. It doesn't work for me. What, the when I'm When I'm really busy, I still feel there's still the end where I feel guilty about the interactions that I've had. Because oh, when I'm busy, I'm really short with people. And then after... I'm like, ah, oh, I gotta text them back because I, I basically. Oh sent no, them a I K. still think I'd be in it, but I think it would be it would help because I'd be like, I gotta get this done, I, so I don't really care as long as, as long as I'm taking care of like the response or the, I would be like, I have to get this done, so I'm not like mulling over it, it, mulling it over as much. I'm not living it. I'm not washing. Like, you know, I'm not I'm not bathing in it as much. That's fair. Does that make sense? You're giving yourself too much time to reflect on everything. Yes. When. Like you know, feeling feeling unproductive, not doing enough stuff. Like today, right before you got here, I bought a plant. I told my, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really an adult. I found out something personal that I can't really share okay. that I thought would make me feel way worse about my life, uh, but it didn't. It actually made me realize that I've moved on from something. That's per- I, this is so vague. You yeah, know what it is. I do. Um, and one of the things I realized is like there's a lot of things I'm not partaking in. Like there is a lot of I find myself like being a little bit too lazy, not doing like adult type things. I think part of it's comedy. I think comedy kind of lends itself to being like a, sure. a grown child. So I bought myself a plant right before you got here. And this is the, I'm 44 and it's the first plant I've ever owned in my life. We drank whiskey on a Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> and every one of any, and everyone that joined us was just the easiest sell. Not one person was like, that's ah, Monday night. It was, it was us and, and, uh, Two other comics, Kevin and Colin, and I said, "Hey, do you want to go out for a drink at the Rover?" Uh, yeah, yeah, I Let's do. do it. I, and it was and it was great. Yeah, it was really. We played fun. music. We talked. We talked a lot of comedy shit. We did. I love that. I love talking comedy shit. I, I, it's, I, it's the best. That's why. It's when you get comics together, like you, it takes over the whole. Con- you ever bring somebody else in, like a, a girlfriend or something, into a it's just so them tough. and the comics? They hate it. My ex hated it. My my girlfriend now she's been in it a couple times, but it's brutal for them. It's like it's, it's gotta be. It's like going to a, a physics conference and then talking physics the whole time or something. It's like another language. They don't give a shit. It is just because because I remember having a girl come to like a big comics hang, and it's like I warn them. I say, hey, you're not gonna have much fun here, and they think, oh, it's a room full of funny people. It's like it's a room full of insane narcissists. Yes. And we're just, and we're having fun. It's a blast. Yeah. But we're not letting people get in a word edgewise. Right. It's just people yelling, screaming, bouncing around from conversation yeah. to conversation. It's a rhythm you have to learn. Yeah. Because you're thinking about what you're saying next, but you, you are listening and you do care. I, you do, I do care what the other person's saying, but at the same time, you're trying to, like, you're trying to uh, relate something, you're trying to be a little bit funny with it as well or jump in and be funny. And, or not with like like and there's a weird balance I think with a comic hang because it's so funny people love the guy who's funny but like truthfully funny and not the always on guy yes I can't there's a very there's a crucial point fine in comedy line. fine line where the always on guy becomes like the fucking pariah of the group and you're like Jesus this fucking guy again you don't want to be the always on guy but there are just the natu- naturally funny guys that are like just it's you know it's 
completely authentic. Yes, and and usually even they, if they're trying a lot and they're being, they're being good at it, you don't notice it because they're so funny. I don't even think that's the worst part of bringing a girlfriend or boyfriend as a comic to a place with all comics. I think it's worse, not just the goofing around, because at least they can laugh at something that they see is funny. Right. Like they're getting some entertainment. Yes, yeah. The worst is when it turns into a super inside baseball conversation. Yeah, that's what I mean. Comedy. Yeah, yeah. That's the worst. And nine times out of ten, that's happening. Yeah. They're at least part of the night. Because even last night, we were joking around. We were talking a lot of shit that could have been funny, but then we, all, then we went into, like, the molecular level yeah. of, like, late night. We're talking about late night. Uh, and old late night or new late night. And, and like, 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 things that people would not... No, it's or like hosts these days are doing too much crowd work. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. And it's, nobody wants to hear that. Just like if I went to, it was like you saying, if, yeah. you, if you go to their job yeah. and you hear them talk about all their inner minutiae oh, of boring shit as going hell. on that you don't yeah. know. Yeah. Every job has boring shit attached to it. Well, but nobody realizes it with comics. They're like, oh, it must be a blast all you guys hanging that. out. And it's like, it is for us because we have, we're, we're ta- you're finding out a little hot goss maybe. A little, uh, what's, what, what else do they call it? What's the new word about, go- they call gossip? Oh, tea. tea. <laughs> I love spilling the tea. <laughs> the tea. Spilling the tea. That, that uh, Kermit the Frog meme, him drinking the tea. Oh, no, I never saw that? it, no. That's <laughs> great. Dude, I got to talk, maybe, I, I actually. I don't know if that's for spilling the tea, but it's, it's just a funny, him like. It's just him the drinking tea. Oh, it's gotta be yeah. related to that. There's a great edit I saw that I shared on my. I never share memes really. I only share Seinfeld stuff with with. I share Seinfeld stuff with Andy Fiore, Matt Wayne, Joe List, and Mark Normand uh, on my Instagram. But that's you, and I send it separately. I don't even do yeah. a group message. But I shared this thing. It was the oh my god! It was the end scene from Avengers with or with from. Um, not Infin- what's after Infinity War? The last Avengers Endgame, Endgame with when uh, Thanos does the snap, and then you see the the stones go. It's supposed to go to Robert Downey Jr.'s hand, but this guy edited it to make it look like it went to the guy from Breaking Bad. Remember the remember the guy from Breaking Bad, Tuco, whatever his name is, where they go and they bring him the meth at first. Oh, and he's yeah. like tight, tight. Yeah, like, yeah. It's the good shit, man. <laughs> And, it was it's, awesome. and then the guy edited it to make it look like it went to him, and, but not that it went to his arm. That it went to a, he turned he cr- he's crushing the stones into a line and snorting them. <laughs> and he's like he's like he's like and it's from the show. He goes yellow, green, purple, yeah, yeah. And I'm like oh my god, this fits so well. And then he goes tight, tight. He's like oh watch this. And he has Thor's hammer in his hand and it's electric. And then it's just him knocking out uh, uh, Thanos. You gotta send me this, dude. I'll I'll, I'll show you after the show. It's, yeah. Look it up. Look up. Breaking Bad Thanos uh, video. Uh, it's probably on YouTube. It's more. It's brilliant how this guy did this. Do you it's know, brilliant. Do you know who else that actor is? Yeah, he's he's in he, a bunch of stuff. He's the I love getting my shit pushed in guy from Training Day. Yeah, that's yeah, yes. Well, yeah, it's called Central Casting, right? It's called it's called it's called racist Central Casting. Tight casting, yeah. For it's like that guy who, Tuco Salamanca. It's like the dude in Rush Hour, the Asian, or, or at least Eleven Four and Rush Hour, the the uh, James something. I mean, it's like the entire cast of Rush Hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's about that time, right? We have one more thing we got. Oh, get that's to. right. Sorry, go ahead. Jerk of the week. Jerk of the week. Let's do it real quick because we don't like to do politics on here, but and this isn't political. Uh, our joke of the week this week is Bill de Blasio. I've never seen, being some, seen somebody, an adult, be so unaware of self and unaware of how he's taken in the public eye. This is a guy who got, like, 
who got like booed at like a presidential, uh, one of the primaries got like booed from this audience. And it was like, and he was mayor of New York. Nobody liked him the whole time he was mayor. He's like this political hack that like nobody, nobody, no liberals and, and, and Republicans like nobody dug this dude. The police say everybody hated him. It was this guy. the only thing that was universal, like that brought people together. He's like a scenester. In the comedy, they have him, like climbers. It's these people who know how to work the system and they climb up and they know the right people and they know how to schmooze, probably, I'm guessing. And they get these positions, they do well. But unwarranted, and un there's no substance to them. There's no actual real talent. In his case, it would be political talent, the or or actually helping anybody, or whatever, reaching across the aisle, whatever he was supposed to be doing as mayor of New York for what was he eight years in, uh, as the mayor a while. for a while, even yeah, and nobody dug this guy. So he was going to run for Congress. He ran for president, bombed, bombed, bombed. Like had like less than one, less like had like zero percent of the primary vote. Got out of that. Got booed at one of these primary things. I thought he was just gone. The guy's like probably in his 60s. Uh, tons of money going to the private sector. Be a consultant or something. Yeah. Then he just dropped out of the co congressional race in, in New York, I think, because he said, oh, I, the people wanted to go a different way. I'm like, just say it. Nobody likes you, dude. Like, just how do you not know at this point? That's tough. It's one of those things where you want somebody, with, you want to have drive, but you also want to be, you don't want to be delusional. Nobody liked him. No, I moved here. I didn't know anything about him. I moved here three years ago, and I remember one of the first interactions I had with Bill de Blasio, not him specifically, but like knowing of who he was, is my deli right down the street. They're very, uh, they're not very quiet about their political affiliations, <laughs> and uh, they love the cops. They back the blue. <laughs> Uh, but I go in there, and one of the owner's sons is just wearing a shirt, walking around there, that just says, fuck Bill de Blasio. <laughs> <laughs> just real big on this shirt. And I remember thinking, hey, You man, own a business. It's Yeah, one. <laughs> you own a business. That's bad business regardless. I, I, and, and I was thinking, man, it's really early to be wearing that. It's like, it's like 8 a.m. It's a... He's saying fuck build a like that's that's a lot of that's an angry shirt for 8 a.m. Call me old fashioned, but I think it's kind of uh, problematic to have any part of your wardrobe have the word fuck on it. Like I just I, and I'm a guy who curses a blue streak all day, but it's one of those things where wearing something that says fuck this, fuck whatever it is, it's just like, all right. Unless you're at a Limp Bizkit concert. Then <laughs> right? you could wear a give me something to break. Yeah. And, <laughs> Then you could wear that. You could be the boss. Well, you know why? That's why he wore the shirt, because he runs the deli, and he could be the boss. Look at the boss. We could be the boss. It's a land the boss. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want a chicken cutlet? <laughs> but he... That's a, just an aggressive shirt. But it shows, totally. it's, it shows the temperature of the city, because I bet nobody that day was like... Said a word. Yeah, they weren't like... That's my uncle. In a time of such division, it's really a talent to be disliked by both sides of the aisle. Yeah. It's a talent where everybody's on board like, this guy stinks. That's, that's crazy. Like, because everybody will just assign themselves whatever team, and now you have, you have, everybody collectively was like, yeah, we, all of us don't like this he dude. probably got a ton of compliments on it. He, yeah, he must have. But it, but it also kind of is a bummer because... It, it, it's 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 weird with a guy like that. It's like, well, you're supposed to, you probably 
or you're wearing that shirt, but you're also probably telling people about like you got to respect, you got to have respect for yourself. Yes. And it's like, well, you don't because you're wearing that shirt. I it, you know. I also feel bad for Bill De Blasio. I do not because I don't. How you know, I, first I, off, he's a, an adult. I know I can't not feel bad for somebody that everybody hates. But but it's like you've had. I could see it if it was like. After the president thing, I was like, I watched that video of them booing him, and I was like, ah, this is pretty brutal. I was like, I, at that point, he had a thing where it's like, well, he was mayor for eight years. In his head, he could be like, oh, people want me. That's why I ran for president. Yeah. You, you can almost excuse it. But the minute you get 0% of the vote, you're out of there. Nobody, you, all these articles about how much you stink from your own people, that's when you go, well, maybe I'm done with politics. There's a million other things I those guys know. can he do. No, he should have quit while he was ahead. But if... I don't know. If there was some dude in a random deli wearing a fuck Zawadney shirt and everybody just universally disliked me and I didn't murder somebody or wasn't a like or like like I can even see people hating Governor Cuomo now because he's had a little bit of tinge of rapiness or being <laughs> Italian, whatever he a called tinge it. Of and uh, <laughs> I'm not good at speaking. You know that. No, it's, uh, no, it's funny. But yeah, a tinge of rapiness, or, or again, like I said, tinge of Italian. <laughs> uh, his words, not mine. His words, not mine. They said he was touchy-feely. Yeah, he said, I'm sorry, I'm Italian. But you put those two sentences next to each other. <laughs> I know, but I can say that because I'm Italian. I'm 1.8% Italian. Oh, that's right. How many times do I got to say this? And like, I could see people having that visceral reaction to him, but the Blasio just kind of reminds me of like a... Fucking Don Knotts or something. Like yeah. Like bumbling dipshit. But here's the thing, man. There's you a can't quick, be mad at the There's dipshit. a quick fix to get people to like you again. Don't run for anything. Yeah. Yeah, you're not, it's not connecting. It's, you're not connecting with people. Yeah, you were mayor. You did it. You figured that out. But guess what? You, you, it's, that's as far as you're going. I guarantee you he'll run for something else. He shouldn't. No, he shouldn't. But I think that's enough on Mr. DeBloss. EO. All right. This was a good one. This was a lot of fun. We wanted to do a half hour because the heat. We did it like almost an hour. You know, you know what did it? What? We got that little break with the horns outside. That's one that sucks about this block is that people just stop on my street to drop off stuff or, or just go in and do stuff in their house and leave their car double parked. And then people think that's an open invitation to just lean on their horn until they get out. It's like, and it never works. I never have seen somebody go, oh, I'm so sorry, and run out of their place and go, let me get it. Never seen that anywhere else but New York. Is people oh, the, just laying on the horns and yeah. laying on the horns, and they think that it's going to help the situation. All it does is makes that person listening to the horns for their stopped car one step closer. Get more combative. Yeah, to f- to having a uh, Michael Douglas falling down day. <laughs> they just snap. Yeah. To just getting that, just going down to Alex Barber's shop, getting that crew cut that Michael Douglas had. Briefcase, (laughs) short sleeve white shirt. (laughs) So I was just going to say the short sleeve shirt and tie and just going fucking nuclear on Astoria, Queens. Great flick. They did a skate video where they like, when that came out, around the same time that movie came out where it was 101, I think they called it, it was the 101 video. They didn't even call it Falling Down. And they had like one of the skaters dressed up like Michael Douglas, <laughs> like walked all over and did it. Um, Ray, this was quite the episode. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of let's here. Let's get out of here, baby. It's time for 
Awkward handshake. Into Awkward the handshakes into the camera. And this is uh, this is Brand New Jerks podcast. You can catch us everywhere that you stream podcasts. Uh, you can catch our clips and short videos of us uh, sitting on the couch chopping it up on YouTube. You can catch them on TikTok at Brand New Jerks Pod. If you're not following already, do it. Do it. Uh, we're both on Instagram. That's where we share our clips on that platform. At Shawnee Time. Yep. At Ray B. Killing Them. Uh, if you have any questions, you have your own jerk store moment or anything you want to hear us talk about, go to uh, the email email address, which is brandnewjerks at gmail.com. And uh, the last thing that I want to say is, uh, Rob Thomas, I hope you listened to this episode and got to hear me sing a couple notes of your song. And I impress a lot of people karaoke and your great work the other night. <laughs> so, again, fall is in your court. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.